I wonder what you think of when you, when you hear these words, awake, be glad, return, prepare. These, these words, they're Advent-themed, and they're going to form the basis of our next four weeks. We're going to look at a different one on each Sunday in the lead-up to Christmas as we build to that excitement. And as we look at these different words, these different themes, we're going to connect them to how it is that we live our life now. How is it we live out our faith today? We're going to be, as we do that, holding very much to the fact that Advent isn't a season whereby we just look forward to Christmas. It's not about just coming and, and getting ready to celebrate the incarnation. It's, it's about, yes, that and all that God did in the lead up to that event. But it's also... It's also a time to contemplate, a time to challenge ourselves, to live in the season of Advent all the time. All the time preparing ourselves for the second coming. And so today, we're going to take that first word. We're going to take awake. And we're going to talk about that. And I want you to think just for a moment, what is it that really comes to your mind when you hear that word? Awake. Many different ways that you can take it. Many different things that it can mean. Uh, it could take, for example, that you're awakening from slumber. Or that you are looking to stay awake. So remaining in a state of consciousness. Maybe you're thinking... It's about becoming aware of danger as you awaken or you wake up to a reality or a new reality. It could mean simply to be aware of danger. Old English words, great as they come from, uh, wasian, which is basically to hold a vigil. Or you've got the, the, the German, Wachen, which just translates as watch. All of this embraced in that one word, awake. And so this season, as we, as we fully concentrate on the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon, and we're instructed to be awake. We're not talking about just that, that raising from a physical sleep or, or keeping our eyelids from closing. We're looking more at being spiritually active. We're looking to Jesus in all things. We're, we're watching for that which God is doing so that we get to join in with it. And yes, we're waking up to reality. What is the world doing? What's going on out there? What should we be speaking against? 
And also, are we aware of the dangers that are going to come after us as we do that? As we stand for truth? And as I was thinking about today's message, I was struck with that word, awake. And I would often say, when I was younger, I just woke up. And I don't know if people in America would say I woke up. But in England, all the time, I just woke up. And that term, that word, woke, I had to do some thinking about that. That's a word that's very big at the moment in many circles. People will call you woke as an insult. Because what has this word woke has risen, arisen a, a kind of cancel culture as well. And that made me think, well, because the church has throughout her life, in many different cases, been cancelled. Been thought to be irrelevant. Be thought to be no longer worth it. The truth is, we are called to be woke. What is woke in its most simple definition? Woke is simply being aware and alert to the truth. That's it. Being alert and aware to the truth. And if that's not the job of the church, I don't know what is. We're called to be awake to the gospel. We're called to share that truth. We're called to stay in the light and to call others into that glorious light, out of the darkness. Living that will get you to be cancelled. Be alert. Be aware of that. The prophet Isaiah, um, he wrote in, in chapter 9, verse 2. If you've got your Bibles and you want to follow along, we're going to jump around a little bit today, going to different passages of Scripture. But I just want to read just chapter 9, verse 2, uh, to kick us off. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Okay? Out of darkness in to light. But to move to that light, you've got to first see that light. The people who walked in darkness saw a great light, then they lived into that light. Big concentration for us today is going to come from uh, Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians in, in chapter 5. And here, here Paul is writing and he says, For you are children of light, children of the day. We're not of the night or darkness, so let's not fall asleep. Not fall asleep as others do, but let us stay awake and be sober. 
depending on your translation, you might be thinking, where is that? Well, that's verses 5 and 6 of that first letter to the Thessalonians. Uh, sorry, chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. See, we are called to be children of light. We're called not to fall asleep as other people do. Paul goes on to say that those who fall asleep, they fall asleep at night. And so what comes to mind is, as we enter darkness, as we allow ourselves to enter darkness, we force our eyes to grow weary. We force our eyes to get heavy when we go into the darkness, when we leave the light. I'm not suggesting by any means that we're talking about staying awake forever and not having that restful sleep that we need because God wants us to be restful. God wants us to rest so that we can work. He wants us to live into our calling. He wants us to live in fully to our day-to-day life as family, in our work life, in our friendship circles, and into the calling that he has placed on our lives. So this is very much metaphorical we're talking. Yes, we're talking about being awake spiritually. We're talking about keeping ourselves aware of all that is going on around and about us. And we're talking about remaining in a state of consciousness. Paul goes on in verses 8 through 11 of that, of that chapter 5 and says, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love. And the helmet are the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, as indeed you are doing. As believers, In Jesus, we are called to be children of the day. We're called to stay awake and to live in to being awake. Okay, the world is living in darkness. I want you to think maybe you've got up early one morning and you've gone out to see the sunrise. There's a time period here where the day hasn't yet really started, but the night has come to an end. There's that overlap. And I want to say that overlap, that time, is kairos time. It's opportune time. It's the time of now. I want you to take us that picture this morning and to say, that's where we live. As disciples of Christ, that is the point we live. The full day has not yet come. And by the full day, I mean the day of the Lord. It's not yet here. The new heavens and the new earth have not yet come into being. But the sun is rising. More and more is becoming clear. We're called to be alive in Christ. Did you get that from, the, from Paul's letter there? Alive in Christ. Being alive in Christ is living in the day. If you will, it's refusing 
to go back to sleep. It's, it's the perseverance to stay awake. Going back to sleep is just a return to the darkness, to the old world, to the way things have been, the way things were. Not choosing to live and see the sunrise. It's not accepting that the new is visible, even though it hasn't yet fully arrived. It is still visible. And in verse 10, Paul's talking about being asleep or being awake. And he's talking about that in terms of living on this earth or no longer living on this earth. But the importance that he's getting at isn't whether you walk around here anymore or whether your time here has gone. What's much more important is the status of the individual in spiritual terms. They are either in the day or they are in the night. They are either in the light or they are in the darkness. They are in Christ or they are not in Christ. That's what Paul cares about. Whether you are awake or asleep, you rest in Jesus. Because God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, it's only through him that we have access to the Father. It is only in him that we are able to be alive. Again, like I say, that's whether we're walking around every day today or whether tomorrow we don't get to do that. It's beyond this life and it's into eternity. Because if you are in Christ, you get to live in the light that is to come. As the church, it's our responsibility to live in the daytime, to stay awake, to not return to slumber, Not to close our eyes. Closing our eyes, you take your eye off the ball. We've got to keep them open. We've got to see what God's up to. If we're truly the body of Jesus Christ, we're going to follow what the head tells us to do. I don't know if you've ever tried to not do what your head tells you to do. It's quite difficult. You're about to sneeze, your head tells you, close your eyes. I've never been able to sneeze with my eyes open. Even though I've tried. And as a kid, you try to do something else, maybe some silly stuff. Your body does what your head tells it to. As the church, we need to do what the head is telling us. And as that that thought, I'm reminded of Matthew chapter 25 um, and the parable that Jesus tells of the 10 bridesmaids. And I just want to read that to you this morning. 
then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout. The bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. So all of the bridesmaids, they got up, they trimmed their lamps. But the, but the, the, the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no. There will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealer and buy some. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. And later the other bridesmaids, they came. And they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I do not know you. So keep awake, therefore, for you know not the day or the hour. This creates for me a picture that's pretty sad. And I ask myself after reading this every time, why would I not share oil with someone else? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I help those who aren't prepared who aren't prepared to stay awake. You see, Jesus here, he's talking to Israel. And he's talking to them because the world is never, it was never going to be the same again after he died and rose from the dead. And he's saying to them, you've got a decision to make. A decision that Israel still has to make today. A decision that we all have to make today. That decision is, do you have enough oil? Are you readying yourself for a life of giving to preparing for Jesus? See, those who are without oil, those who are waiting with those of us who have oil, those who are not fully invested in that weight, those who have maybe rushed to get to where they are. They've grabbed the lamp, but they've not got with them the means for that lamp to function. Maybe there's times when we think that we ourselves are in that situation and we ask ourselves about questioning, what do I need to do differently? And that's when we come to repentance because we need that oil. The lamp is no good without the oil. And it's important to note in this parable that Jesus says, all 10 of those bridesmaids, whether they had the oil or they didn't, did fall asleep as they waited for the bridegroom. So don't be too hard on yourself about falling asleep. Just come out of it and repent that you did. Because in the middle of the night, as the bridegroom approached, there's that shout, the bridegroom's coming, prepare. And they all get up and they trim their lamps 
And only those who are wise are able to have light. As the foolish have none. The request in the song, give me oil in my lamp, comes to mind. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. We need to have oil. And we're not called to share the oil that we have. We're called to help lead others to get that oil for themselves. You can't share it. You can't give it away. You've got to help people to get it. We read in 1 Thessalonians in in chapter 5 that God hasn't destined us for wrath. And that's why we've got to stay awake. That is why we must not fall back asleep. See, slipping back into darkness... We've got to adhere to Paul's warning in Ephesians chapter 5 where he says, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be associated with them. For once you were in darkness, now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works, works of darkness. Instead, expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what some people do secretly. And therefore it says, Sleeper, Awake. Rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise people, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand the will of the Lord. The wise brought the oil, and the foolish did not. Everything that is exposed by the light becomes visible. Everything. Take that picture again of sitting there watching the sunrise. As the sun comes up and the light touches the earth, you start to see things clearer and clearer. Things that were before covered in darkness and you couldn't make out. You maybe start to see a silhouette. And then you start to see a little bit more detail. And then you get to see the whole glorious picture. As the sun rises, the light touches. And the more light, the more obedience. The less darkness, the more obedience. See, slipping back into sleep It's living a life of disobedience. It's a life of choosing to be our own king. 
And we talked a little bit about that last week, and we just sang about it. Christ is the king. And it's our job, as we're called, to be subjects of him. To subject ourselves to his reign in all areas of our life. And again, where we fail, where we slip back into the darkness, where we close our eyes, where we're not fully awake, we need to repent and come full circle so that we are back in the light, so we have enough oil to keep the lamp burning. What's Jesus' words when he came onto the scene, beginning his ministry? He says, the time is now. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. Well, people, the time is still now. We are living in daybreak, not in twilight. The sun is coming up. It's not going down. The day is dawning and it's a new day. And as Romans chapter 13, Paul writes in verses 11 to 14. Besides this, you know what time it is. How is it now? The moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day. Not in reviling and drunkenness. Not in debauchery or licentiousness. Not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. We live in the new. That's where we live. But we still see remnants of the old. And we've got to be aware of that. We've got to be awake to that danger. See, Christ, when he was raised from the dead, was the first fruits of the new creation. We're called into that new creation. That new creation has begun with Christ's resurrection. But it isn't here yet. The new heavens and the new earth, they haven't formed. But they will. God is on the move. God is at work. And the time is now. So be vigilant. Be on guard. Church, stay awake. Let me pray. Father, we thank you that you have called us that you have called us into relationship through your Son. That we are part of his body. 
that here on earth we get to do great and glorious things in your name. But Lord, when we slip, when we return to darkness, when we, when we allow ourselves to be Lord, we come in repentance. As we give more of ourselves to you, offering out more of ourselves so that you can fill us. Lord, fill us to overflowing. Fill us so that when we walk, we drip you behind us. And that other people get to touch that. Other people get to see that. Let that be our oil so that we never run dry and we remain on fire for you forever. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.